Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. In this episode, which begins the third season of Westchester Words, Kevin J. Gray, President and Chief Content Officer for Westchester Education Services, is in conversation with Gina Falk of EdGate and Johanna Wetmore of Evotext. Kevin, Gina, and Johanna will also be presenting a more in-depth webinar about their solutions and how they can work for curriculum companies in January, shortly before the Future of Education Technology Conference taking place in New Orleans, January 23rd to 25th. To register for the webinar, please visit our website, westchestereducationservices.com. We hope you can join us then. Welcome to Westchester Words. Today, we are talking about partnership and how Westchester works together with various companies in the K-12 ecosystem to create uh, complex solutions. Uh, this is a follow-up of our blog post and a lead into a webinar that we'll be hosting in January. I have with me today Gina Falk of EdGate and Johanna Wetmore of Evotext. They're going to talk a bit about the standards and the platforms that Westchester can partner with to develop complex digital solutions. Gina, since so many things in education start with standards, let's start with you. Could you give us an overview of who EdGate is, what you do, and how you work with companies within this ecosystem? Sure. Thank you, Kevin, for the introduction. I am the general manager of EdGate, and we have been around since 1997, so a long time in this business. We work with ag tech companies, uh, traditional publishers who might uh, produce textbooks as, along with supplemental materials that are online, and we even work with school districts. So a little bit of everything, print and online. We are focused on anyone who is creating K-12 through educational content. We have at the moment about 150 active clients, and we feel like sometimes we work with pretty much everyone in the industry that's creating educational K-12 through content. The core of what we do is alignment services. So we have a team of former educators, and those are our subject matter experts. They are aligning content to standards. We use a taxonomy. So when they're aligning their content, they're aligning the content globally, tagging with that taxonomy. And from there, it uh, maps out to all of the state standards that they would like their content aligned to. Our clients have the choice of either using our subject matter experts to do their alignment for them, or some companies prefer to do their own alignment. They really know their content best, and they feel comfortable using their in-house staff to do the alignment. In those cases, they can use our exact alignment tool. And that's the same technology we are using in-house to do the alignment. They're loading up their metadata and then they're tagging their content with our taxonomy of concepts. And from there, it maps out. It does the alignment for them to the states, countries, territories, whatever it might be that they are going to sell into. We also map existing alignments to updated standards. So say a company has their content aligned to an older set of Texas standards, they can map them or we can help them get their content mapped to the updated version of the TEAK standards. We can also crosswalk alignments to additional states. If a company has their content aligned to just Texas, we can crosswalk those over to the New York standard. One of the newest things that we've been working on is a tool that allows specifically assessment publishers to directly align their content to just one standard. Previously, how it worked is you were tagging your content and it would have aligned to all of the relevant standards. 
But now if you're an assessment publisher, it's very important that they align to just one standard so that teachers can assess to that specific standard. So within exact, they can align directly to one standard. Probably the most popular feature beyond the alignment itself is that our tool allows publishers to run reports and analytics to see how exactly their content aligns in each state to what standards, and they can view the gaps too. We can't do all this without having access to all the standards. So that's a big part of what we do. We have a repository of about 5 million plus academic standards, and that includes the four core, as well as art, health and PE, world languages, social emotional learning standards, CTE, early childhood and international standards. We have a team that's always working on making sure that our standards in our repository are up to date. We are looking out at what kinds of adoptions are happening so that we're prepared for when the publishers come and need those specific standards. We also offer crosswalking capabilities so we can crosswalk standards to other states and provide those reports to publishers who need them. Standards comparison reports we can run. And then one of the uh, most recent things we've been doing, we're very involved with IMS Global, now called One EdTech. We provide the case identifiers that allows for interoperability so that if you use those One EdTech case identifiers, those can be used and understood on various platforms. That's been a, a huge discussion in the industry that it's you can't be locked into one set of GUIDs or IDs. They have to be interoperable. Can we go in a bit and talk about how your team modifies and tracks the standards? How do you know when standards change? How are you communicating that to your customers? Great question. Our team is tracking the standards so that publishers don't have to. So often I talk to companies out there who are trying to do it themselves, but you need a team to do it because states are constantly tweaking the standards, can quickly blow up and get really out of control if you're trying to track all those and also do your full-time job. We use all kinds of web watchers. So when states make changes to their standards, then we go and evaluate what kinds of changes these were. Was it just someone added a space or a comma, or did they make some a significant change that our clients would really want to know about and that affects their alignments? 30% of standards are changed every year. States are always going in, specifically during the summer, they're making their changes. So we're very busy making sure that we're capturing all those changes. The other thing that we see publishers doing too is states are putting a lot of their documents still in PDFs. And that's a big part of the problem is that you've got to pull all that stuff out of PDF or Excel or Word and organize it and make it uh, so it's machine readable. That's another kind of really annoying thing that's happening that we can help with. You don't want to have to mess with that. So we're making it easier for the publishers to avoid that problem altogether. In essence, what you've created is a machine-readable database that takes all of that translation out, out of the process, and you've added a level of consistency so that you can understand how to interpret a set of standards and how they relate to other sets of standards in terms of the hierarchy uh, within the standards. Is that right? Exactly. You're going to see the top-level standard as well as the child standards, and it's all going to be a very organized CSV file that we can also provide via API. Do you also track uh, the breakout standards? We do, which is also very important in Texas specifically. <laughs> <laughs> and with okay, a big good. Texas science adoption coming up, but that we're hearing more and more about that. Yeah, I uh, expect your standards team will be very busy with those Texas standards. 
Thank you, Gina. And what I'd like to do is turn this now uh, to Johanna. So Johanna, if you want to talk to us a bit about Evotex and specifically content to classroom platform, I would love to know a bit more about how you see that working within this ecosystem. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it is a, a really amazing set of partnership opportunities. Um, we consider content to classroom to be the platform where the work, the skills, the technology, the points of integration of a lot of the pieces of the EdTech ecosystem come together and meet and work. Content to Classroom is a publisher suite and a classroom suite rolled into one. So you've got two sides that you're serving. The idea there is to be an end-to-end solution that allows for plug and play of a lot of different elements within EdTech space um, so that you can get the best of what you need to serve your ultimate customers. Our customers are the educational publishers who have built out award-winning products that maybe have never gone beyond print, or maybe they've got a very small footprint in the digital side. Folks who have been in digital for quite a while and are looking to expand and create a much more scaled version. Um, Folks who are looking for something that's a little bit more standards rich uh, and standards based um, in terms of how they proceed next uh, with their technology platform. So we've worked with uh, publishers of all sizes, all, all subjects. And one of the key things that they all have in common is a need to be in the K-12 EdTech ecosystem to have the integration points already at their fingertips for SIS, LMS, SSO, to have the connections with the standards providers such as EdGate who can provide the base standards from which they're going to then build out their curriculum, um, to have the connections with various technology tools like different calculators, but the the main thing that they're coming to the table for is the ability to work directly in our publisher platform to either build content and or pull in content. So we make no bones about the idea that content is going to come from a lot of different places. But what turns it into curriculum is the additional pieces that C2C has built from the ground up to support. So C2C is a curriculum management and delivery platform that is standards-based from the start. When folks are going out there to find a publisher platform and they're looking for a content management system, what they often will not find is one that is really specifically made for the K-12 environment, whereas the standards are very important. Curriculum mapping is incredibly important. What you're going to do with the content, in addition to creating lessons and assessments and wrapping that all together into a course, those pieces are, are incredibly important and specific to the educational arena. In that way, C2C was built with the idea that a curriculum management is the heart of the EdTech content creation process, curriculum creation. And you can't have that without having a very well-powered curriculum mapping tool that will help you to, to map out as an editor what standards are going to get covered where and how those standards are going to get covered, how many times they're going to be covered, and then to allow for the content to be built within the system or to be pulled into the system or both, depending on where the content's coming from, but being able to marry it up into one source within the course files within C2C allows them to pull in videos, audio, multimedia of any kind they wish, create interactive lessons. You know, we've over 25 different tech-enhanced item types, connect up with other providers that they're using to create some of their content and allow that to actually be sprinkled within. 
the idea here is, is that everything gets married up inside of the course creation tool set in C2C from the standards to the content that's being developed and then gets published out. You can manage your the districts and schools that you're working with inside of C2C. You can manage their product licenses. You can manage the creation of the content, various versioning of the content. Um, pretty much every step of that process can be managed within the publisher suite of the content to classroom uh, interface. And then publishing customers can choose to create a configurable satellite on the other side of the fence that will serve their customers. So what we have in Content to Classroom is a configurable end user experience that allows for, it's already connected up with um, various LMS and SIS and SSO opportunities and methods that need to be accommodated. Uh, And it also has the ability to be branded and for the various tool sets to be considered for uh, further customization. Can be very much a plug and play. There's a teacher interface, student interface, district administrator, school administrator, There's multi-levels of reporting. Every single level, every user type has a different level of reporting. Standards-based reporting is key to the system, meaning if you do the curriculum mapping work in the publisher side, map up your, your content to the standards, then out of the box, you will have performance, usage, and progress reporting against those standards, including multiple filters and different ways to export the content and at various levels down to the student, the class, the school, the district. There's also course reporting, which allows for reporting against specific content objects. So it's not just the standards, but you can have, you can also sort of flip it and look at the course materials as well. Classroom management, course management, assignment management, roster management, all of that is included within. So the idea here is really just focus on what you're going to do with your content to map it to the standards, um, how you're going to transform it if it needs to be transformed to be more interactive. And how are you going to leverage what is game-changing in our system, which is a deep set of analytics that will allow for you to not only map up against what standards to uh, content, but also how end users, how students are actually, and teachers are actually using the content. What buttons are they clicking on? Are they actually using the tools inside? What's their time on task? You know, what resources do they have at their disposal and how are they using them? How much time are they spending per screen? How much time do they spend getting incorrect answers versus correct answers? How those are aligned and how the the tracking mechanisms are in place within our system allows for some very interesting conclusions and data sets to be pulled together by not only the publisher, but also by the district to see what levels of engagement they're getting. So we're talking about something where you as a publisher can be gleaning and learning quite a bit about the content that you're writing in terms of its efficacy. Um, you can be learning quite a bit about the how your content is being used by uh, your customers, when it's being used, how it's being used, to what success level it's being used, that sort of wrapped inside of one interface. Excellent. I had a few questions for you, but I think you answered most of them. Um, so I'm going to end with this. You know, we've talked about this within the ecosystem. We've talked about how we we partner. You highlighted what a case study might look like where uh, a customer might come to you or to, to Westchester or to Edgate and, and use our three solutions together. Feel free to kind of offer up how you see that case study looking. I can tell you uh, in a couple of cases where it's actually worked exactly this way. There was a, a an upcoming adoption in one of the major states, and that customer needed 
to get their materials ready, the list of technology requirements is not insignificant when it comes to you know me- meeting adoption adoption level technology requirements, accessibility requirements, security requirements, the whole nine yards. We're talking, but because C two C is built with that in mind, that level of security, that level of of technology and accessibility in mind, it's already sort of taken care of. It eliminates one of those big hurdles that a you know a niche publisher, medium sized publisher may be looking at as a barrier to getting into that adoption is we don't, what they would do is come to us and say, great, we love your end solution. We know it'll work in the districts because it's already in the districts for which we wish to get adopted. But now we have a secondary problem. <laughs> I say secondary very loosely. Uh, we we need to get our prototypes into the system. We need to get the alignment work done within the system. You know, what, what can you offer up to us? And so we'll say, great, we think you should potentially work with EdGate to get your standards into the system. We turn on the the standards feed from EdGate based on, you know, per client. The starting point is let's get that let's get that standard feed turned on for what they're going to need so they can start to build their curriculum maps and start to put their course material together. And then we're also going to uh, have them reach out to connect them with uh, Westchester because they've got a great prototype. They just really need to, you know, get going on the course of development so that they can make the adoption deadline. They just need hands to help them, you know, guide them to get uh, all the chapters written, to get all the content created in time. And so with those two partnerships, what you have is, you know, you've got your standards in here, you've got your content creation process going strong, and then we we help get you to the finish line. Excellent. Uh, Gina, anything you would add to that? As Johanna said, that's exactly what we're doing. We're feeding Evotex the standards via our API, and it is specific to each client. So one client might want one state, another client might want all states. And as far as Westchester goes, there's been a number of different scenarios that we've run into. Because we do the alignment or the customer does the alignment using the EdGate standards, they're also able to see the gaps. And in some cases, the publishers find many gaps. And so that's when we would refer them over to Westchester and tell them that you might want to work with Westchester to help fill those gaps. The other thing we've seen and talked about was an instance where a company had done a translation and the translation needed a little bit of a editorial work. So we are working together on on that type of project. The possibilities are endless as far as content goes. We're either at the very beginning stage where they're just starting to review the standards and figure out how to create their content, or we're coming in at the end where they have their content all created and they're now doing the alignment. So it can go either way. And in both instances, they might need a referral to a company like Westchester who can help them. Thank you. And um, you're right. And the way Westchester work with both uh, groups here is folks who are coming from uh, a place of having a repository of content for one market, uh, maybe one particular state or uh, or one region or one country and are looking to move into another market using maybe the curriculum mapping tool from uh, C2C so they can identify where those gaps are driven by the standards uh, from EdGate to see uh, a way to align it to the standards and then working with uh, Westchester to not just do the localization uh, to change the the language and but also filling in areas where U.S. standards might address something that international standards might not. I'd like to thank you both for being here. I'll uh, look forward to meeting in person at FETC in New Orleans, uh, the 23rd through the 25th 
of January and hope to see uh, many of our listeners there where we can get into a little more in-depth brainstorming about the way our three companies can work together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Westchester Words. If you're looking for previous episodes or want to read additional content that has been shared by some of our guests, please visit our websites, westchesterpublishingservices.com and westchestereducationservices.com. For an international perspective, check out our sister podcast, Westchester Words UK and International, available on the Westchester Education UK website, westchestereducation.co.uk, or wherever you stream podcasts. We love hearing from our listeners and welcome your emails at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Tell us what you enjoy hearing on our podcast or suggest topics that we can cover in future episodes. Speaking of future episodes, I look forward to having you join us for the next episode of Westchester Words when we'll be having another engaging conversation about a topic of interest to the education, edtech, and publishing communities. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned. Mm-hmm.